This is Mom Goals. With world-class professional soccer player, Allie Long. My guest for today's show is an Olympic legend. Dara Torres is the first swimmer to represent the United States in five Olympic Games starting in 1984. She has 12 total medals, including four gold medals, four silver medals, and four bronze medals. Dara is the author of two books, Age is Just a Number, Achieve Your Dreams at Any Stage in Your Life, and Gold Medal Fitness, a revolutionary five-week program. She is the mother of Tessa Grace. Here's my conversation with Dara Torres. My dream, since I was little and still is, is to win a medal at the Olympics and was to win a World Cup. You've won 12. (laughs) That is unbelievable. How did you stay motivated from medal one to medal 12? Well, you have to remember also that soccer is one event. So, I mean, there's lots of events. So we actually have an opportunity to win a few more medals than team sports, you know. So so we're at a little bit of an advantage there. Thank um, you. But no, I'm not taking anything <laughs> away from your 12 medals. Um, you know, I think what motivated me really was just missing the sport. Like I... I went to one Olympics, went to another. And then I was like, okay, I'm too old. I'm done. I'm out of college. I need to get, need to get a job. And then, um, you know, I'd miss it. And I'd be like, well, maybe I'll just go for one more, you know? And then I had some Olympic games like, okay, no, I'm really done now, you know? And I'd take seven years off and, you know, work, do whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? I really miss it again. So I get back, you know, so it really wasn't like, oh, I'm going to retire and I'm going to come back because that's what I want to do. It was like, I thought I was done, but I mean, you know, it, you, you, when, when you're in a sport for so many years, either you want to keep doing it or you want nothing to do with it. And right. every time I retired, I wanted nothing to do with it, but then I would really miss it and want to get back. And I think it also had a lot to do with like the competitiveness in me. Like I just, I want to race, I want to win, you know, it just, there's just something in me that I, that I really want to do. And, and also, you know, I, I never got that individual gold medal. So I think that also sort of motivated me to want to come back and do it again. But finally you get to the point where if you don't get that gold medal and you're like, 45 years old now, it's probably not going to happen. So, <laughs> Well, when that desire to come and um, compete again and you jumped in the pool for the first time, what was it like your first time back? Was it something where you like timed yourself and was like, let's just see where I'm at. Like, can I do this again? Or did you have doubts? Yeah, no, you definitely have doubts, especially if you have been out of the sport for a while. And swimming's a type of sport. It's not like running where you can run, 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 and you take like three weeks off, you put your sneakers back on and go run and you're fine. Swimming is right. like, you don't do it for like two or three weeks, then you're like, you, lose you know, yeah, you need a little like CPR after you do a workout. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, so it's a little bit different. And I never, like, I knew I was not in shape when I made my comeback. And that was the whole sort of journey of, it was trying to get back in shape, trying to be the best that I could be to see if I can compete on that level again. So it really was more of a journey and I would never get in and be like, all right, time let me see what I can do because then I'd be like, I'm out. I can't do this, you know? So it was definitely a gradual process. And I think that was good because, you know, not only just physically, but mentally you have to sort of like get back in that frame of mind of, of, oh, okay, you know, it's going to be a long journey and this is what I have to do. You're going to have your ups and downs. And so it really was a process. It wasn't like, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to do this and, oh, I had a good time. I'm going to keep doing this. It it was a journey. Okay. So you took eight years off between 2000 and 2008 or seven. Yes. Pretty much. Um, And so that's a really long time to like kind of step away. Was there like at what point during that time um, was it like watching the Olympics in 2004 that you're like, I want to do this again? Like what point in that time frame were you like, all right, I'm ready to to compete again or this is what I want to do? 
Well, you know, it's funny because before that one, I had taken seven years off. So between no. 92 and 2000, I didn't, I didn't touch the water. I had nothing to do with the water for seven years. And then wow. someone had mentioned swimming and then they're like, oh, you should make a comeback. I'm like, no way. I'm going to be in my thirties, <laughs> you know? And I don't know, one thing led to another. And next thing I know, I was out at Stanford and training with the Stanford women's team. And so, um, and that was just like a whim, like, oh, let me see what I can do in my thirties. Um, and it's funny because I don't know what it is for soccer, but in swimming, like things change, technology changes, your stroke changes, they find better ways to be more aerodynamic in the water. And so I was always so used to up until that comeback swimming a certain way. And mm. my stroke was the type of stroke that everyone emulated. It was long. It was pretty, even though I was a sprinter and you're supposed to have a fast turnover, I had a very long, smooth stroke. And so I'll never forget in 2000 when I, when I got in, you know, a year, literally about a year before trials. I uh, got in and I'm swimming along and I'm like, I feel pretty good, you know? And <laughs> the coach stops me after a couple of laps. He's like, Dara, we don't swim like that anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, you know, you have muscle memory. And so you're, right. you're used to doing something a certain way your whole entire life. And he proceeded to like literally lay on the floor and <laughs> on, the, on the cement on the deck and show me how like the stroke has changed and you do this. this and, and literally that whole entire time, like, and normally I pick up on things like really quick. But I was so, my body was so used to doing something a certain way that at the Olympic Games, like 11 months, a year later, he was still changing it and warm up changing things for me. So it was a, it was a big, big process. But in, in, in the time that you framed that, that you said that, um, you know, I think for 2000 was more of a challenge, but when, between 2000 and 2000, um, eight, you know, I, I actually went to the 2004 Olympics in Athens and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not swimming, you know? So that definitely wow. had nothing to do with it. It had nothing okay. to do with like, oh, <laughs> no I see the Olympics. And, yeah. Yeah. No, none at all. And so, um, you know, I, I think it was just, it, what really happened was I had wanted to work out when I got pregnant, which was in 2005. And, um, I was having a really hard time with my pregnancy. I was sick all the time. I mean, literally sick the whole entire pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to go to the gym. I get sick at the gym. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, this is really gross. People are going to be like, why you keep throwing up every time you come in here? And, yeah. and so I decided to, to get in and swim and I hadn't swum in five years. And, you know, I retired after 2000. So I was swimming for exercise and I was feeling pretty good. Again, no intentions of ever, right. you know, getting back and training. And then I, I had my daughter, my, uh, on, April 18th. And three weeks later, my coach had asked if I'd swim in a master's meet that they were hosting. And, you know, three weeks after I'm like, uh, oh, you know, let me ask my doctor. I'm not sure I can, but you know, <laughs> and he finally said it was okay. And so I did it and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then what ended up happening is one thing led to another. I ended up swimming in one other meet like a few months later. And then I had all these like older master swimmers coming up to me and say, oh, you should, you know, be representing the 40 year olds in the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh God, you know? And so finally, after like so much sort of peer pressure of everyone saying, you should do this, you should do this. I'm like, eh, maybe I will try it, you know? And yeah. that's how it happened. So it wasn't like I thought about mm -hmm. it a lot, you know, it was just like the peer pressure. And then it's funny you ask, like, you know, do you think your body can do it and stuff like that? I literally went to the, my orthopedic surgeon in Florida and I was like, Hey, can you just x-ray my body and see like everything's okay? Because I was yeah. going to make sure if I can do this. And he was like, wait, what? And yeah. I'm like, I mean, he would probably have to like MRI my whole entire body, but yeah. he actually did my shoulders and my knees. He's like, yeah, I mean, it looks good if you want to go for it. I'm like, all right. So that no was kind of how it happened. Yeah. So it was, it was more like, I think a challenge for me is what mm -hmm. really got me motivated because you didn't see any mothers in the Olympic games you know, who are swimmers and you didn't see 40 year olds doing this. And so I, I kind of wanted to like set a precedent or do something that no one's done before. I love that. I totally relate to that. Like 
um, just I gave birth to twins eight months ago and so oh, I'm kind of coming congrats. back to yeah thank you it's a lot um <laughs> but I'm coming back to my pro season I leave in a week or whatever and then the world cup is the summer so um and then the olympics are the summer after that and so obviously it's such a tight window for the world cup but it's just yeah it's something that I want to like just show everyone that you can be a mom, you can do this. And there are women on the team that are moms that have done it and done it before, but no one with twins yet. So that's kind nice. of like something that I relate to totally. Um, I want to ask about your training during your pregnancy with your daughter. So you trained all nine months. So I, so it wasn't so much training because I was really just right. going and yeah, so I was just swimming and I would go to a workout and swim and I'll never forget at one point I was about six months pregnant and I was swimming with a master's team. So there were guys there and stuff and we, we did this set and, and the doctor had said to me, Hey, you know, just if you have a hard time breathing, whatever, you can do what you want to do working out. But if you have a hard time breathing, your baby's going to have a hard time breathing. So just keep that in mind. And so we're just about to start this set and we get into it. And I see this like literally this middle-aged guy and a couple of leans over like racing me. And I'm like, you know, seriously. And so, yeah. So now I'm like going and he's going and I'm going and he's going and we finish, you know, part of the set and, and I touch the wand. I'm like, you know, I beat him and the coach is looking over me. He's like, what did your doctor say? And I'm like, I can't help it, but this middle-aged man. And meanwhile, I'm like middle-aged too, but I I couldn't let him beat me. And so then the coach is like, well, just go like 30 seconds behind him. Then you won't race him. And of course he goes, I wait 30 seconds, which seemed like two minutes. And I had to like catch up to him. Where is he? Am I, you know, and I was just like, oh my God. So at six (laughs) months, I'm like, okay, I really need to just like chill. And so I ended up like going off the team and swimming with someone just for fun. So I wouldn't get like so competitive, but I realized that the the juice is always there. You know, you always have those competitive juices. It's just a matter of, you know, them coming out at the right time. So (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. Um, and so was swimming something that you did throughout your whole pregnancy, but did you do anything else that, um, I don't know, kept you in shape that you felt was, you felt was like really good workout for you while you're pregnant? You know, I tried to do anything else aerobic and I just couldn't cause I was getting yeah. so sick. I mean, literally Coke slurpees were like my go-to when I would feel sick and getting really? in the pool. Those are like my two th- Yeah. Cause the caffeine or the Coke syrup in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I would go to the gym. And I wouldn't do the aerobic part because that was what was getting me really nauseous. But I did work with a trainer who um, showed me exercises to do for women who are pregnant. So I wouldn't oh, nice. like, do anything. So like I could, I could do like upper court, like I would take like, say, a cable that had like the tricep uh, rope on right. it. And I would just like be standing doing like little crunches and yeah. just stuff that that you know, I could do that would, you know, wouldn't hurt my pregnancy. And so I would lift weights and just do things that were appropriate for me to do. So yeah, it, it was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a um, person who it wants to stay healthy and have my body look good, but also feel good on the inside and relieve stress. And I feel like working out really does that. No, I, I love that. And I felt throughout my pregnancy as well, I was always trying to like do something of what I could that was um, safe enough. And I always go to the racquetball court and I like use the walls like a a partner to pass with. I usually like just go in there, just do reps after reps after reps. And I like, remember I'm like literally probably like, I felt like a whale at this point. I was probably like six or seven months pregnant and I'm like going to travel and I'm just like tipping a little. I was like, okay, maybe I should like, like not, not, not like tipping. I wasn't going to tip over, but it was like, I was, you lose your balance. So you do have to right. alter it and change the way you do things. And I think that the lifting for sure, I, for any mom, not lifting, but you know, like the type of yeah. the aerobic parts hard 
And then just like getting your, yeah, just strength training in a way that's safe for your babies was probably the best thing that I did for mine. And um, sounds like kind of that worked for you a little bit as well. Yeah. It really makes you bounce back faster. You know, like if, for if sure. you continue to do, if, if you just say, oh, like I have a baby, I shouldn't be doing anything. No, no. You, you got to go out and do stuff. And like, I literally in two weeks, all my weight was gone. It didn't mean my stomach wasn't mushy, but all my right. weight just like melted off. And I think it was because I had been working out. The, I literally swam the day I deli- delivered. So the day I went into the hospital. Wow. So, um, yeah. That's funny. My mom said her water broke when she was in the water with me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she was swimming. Um, okay. So I want to talk about you had your daughter in 2006. And in that moment, you didn't know like you're going to come back at that point, right? Or right. were you, or did no, you I have didn't know yet. No, that was no, still a few okay. months after? Yeah. Okay. And so how did you, with a new baby waking up in the middle of the night, going through all of that um i know exactly how it feels um just the lack of energy the lack of sleep um and kind of still every day waking up to train was that difficult throughout the whole thing for you at least yeah you know um i, I think you know i was breastfeeding and so and i did that for about 5 months and then after that i'm like you know walking into the pool and like you know, huge. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was one thing like after five months and she wasn't really getting a lot of milk anyway. So, you know, I was okay with that, but you know, it, it's, it, it's hard, but you also have to realize that you have to do something that's going to make you happy too. Like I was totally having the mom guilt going to practices and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, First of all, she's not going to remember, but you know, I, yeah. I am home when I'm home and this is something that I can share with her when she's old enough to understand like what I've done. And this can be a role model for her knowing that, you know, you don't put an age limit on your dreams. You don't do something because you don't think you can find the time to balance. And, you know, you look at all the working parents out there and, and they figured out, you know, how to, you know, be a great parent, but also go to work and earn money. And that's kind of like what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's kind of our job and stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's trying to find a balance that works best for you as the parents, uh, what's going to be best for you to be a better mom for your kids and also be the best out there, you know, doing your soccer and stuff. And so I was really able to, with my coach sort of work out a schedule that I made sure like in the morning that, cause I, I would, I, my training was in the morning, you know, for me, just cause I was old. I used to do two workouts all the time, but as I got older, I could only do one. And I always did it after I fed her and had her breakfast. And then someone, a nanny would come and hang out with her while I'd go and do all my training for like four or five hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I could spend the afternoon with her, put her to bed and, and it just became like a, a routine. And when I go on the trips, you know, obviously I couldn't bring her, but she was with my mom or she was with her dad or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, you have that guilt. But again, like you have to understand that you have to do what's going to make you happy because that will make you a better mom. Yeah. I was just going to ask about childcare for when you're training because I yeah. just found like a really great nanny that's going to come move with me to New York. But before that, it was, it's just difficult if you don't have help. Um, and so, so you had a nanny that would kind of come and just help during those hours for you in the mornings. Yeah. So she was there during the day. And then when I would go to swim meets, I really needed to concentrate and not and she was such a great nanny that I felt so comfortable that right. she would stay stay with my daughter for the weekend when I would travel. And and that way it's like I get my sleep. I, you know, can right. concentrate on what I yeah, focus. And again, did you feel guilty? Yeah, a little bit, but you call. And then as my 
as my daughter got like two and three years old, I would actually make like a weekly schedule for her uh-huh. and she could mark it off with a big X. Like she had dance and this and this. And, and then, then she'd get to the day that mommy is home. So she, cause they don't understand like dates and time and all that stuff. And so she'd mark it off each morning when she got up and then she understood, oh, <laughs> oh this day mom's coming home, you know? And oh, so that's really cute. Yeah. I just try to do things. And, and again, like, yeah, you feel a little guilt at first, like leaving your child if you go to a, a tournament or a, a meet or right. whatever. But if you have someone who you really trust taking care of them, go do that for yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's so important for your mental health alone. Like just having that what you love is or knowing you're going to feel some type of guilt, but knowing that it's totally OK. And actually, like it's better for your mental sex. I feel the same way when I when I leave. And I know there's times where I'm just talking like terms with my nanny where like uh, when I'm at an away game, if, um, you know, the night before the game, the babies have to stay with you because I can't, like just, right. you know, just your mindset of ha- knowing that you might have to wake up or whatever. And then, then in the morning you want to have just do your routine that you're used to on, yes. on competing in, in that day. So um, I think it's really important for all moms to know that you're probably going to feel guilty, but it's also like, OK, it's OK. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's totally OK. And, and your mental health and doing what you love is just as important. Exactly. There's a couple of funny things that I I read from your book, Um, but and this is funny because um, I said this myself. You made a comment about sleep deprived being like you said you thought that waking up with your daughter in the middle of night and having that, you know, whatever schedule knew you would have an advantage someday when you're competing. Can you talk about that a little bit? What you mean? Well, you know, as you know, not every tournament or event is in the United States. And so there's going to be different time zone changes and there's going to be, you know, just things you have to kind of get used to. And so, you know, getting up and, and, you know, having to deal with your kid, like as an athlete, you have to get used to things being thrown at you, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. And there will be situations like athletes, as you know, are so creature of habit and have superstitions and stuff. And, you know, with this, it's like, you think you're getting a great night's sleep and all of a sudden like your kid's crying and you got to go in there and feed him or whatever or change mm-hmm. the diaper. And and it gets you sort of ready for things that get thrown at you that people might think is such a big deal, but you know it's not because you've had other things you've had to deal with as a mom and stuff. And I think that's one of the things like walking into that ready room, you know, right before I swam in, in 2008 and looking at these young kids and thinking like, you know, they think this is the most important thing they're ever going to do in their life. And having a kid is going to be the most important thing. And so it puts things into perspective and it makes you sort of appreciate what you're doing, but also Mm -hmm. realize that there's more important things going on in life than just that tournament and stuff, you know? So I love that. It's so funny because there's um, a period of time where my boyfriend's like, okay, you sleep tonight. Like I'll do the babies. I was like, no, 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 it's okay. Like I'm, I want to like, I want to be like sleep deprived in a way like like, I want to sleep deprived training and he's like a sports car like super um healthy like and he's like that's not good for your body I was like I don't I know I don't care I want the mental like right side of this right now like I'm okay yeah yeah yeah, I just want to deal with it I'll I'll be fine (laughs) um and so that was like a fun argument and then literally I showed him what you what you wrote i was like you see it's not just me i'm not that (laughs) we're just psychos yeah just crazy it's fine um okay so another funny thing you said um the roller bag (laughs) your roller bag that you would always (laughs) i got so much grief for that it was like so as you're like as you get older you realize the things that like 
might make you sore or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so as you know, as an athlete, you're always carrying like backpacks, whether it's your like cleats and your water bottle, like whatever for us, it's towels and swim equipment and stuff. And it, and it, it makes your traps like super sore. And so, you know, I want to just feel great. And obviously I don't recover like the young kids did. And so they would give us, you know, in the Olympics, they gave us like USA roller bags or whatever. And all the kids would put their backpacks on and I'm like, well, there go your traps or whatever. And I'm just rolling my little bag around and they literally would like do, um, do, uh, skits, uh, of like, we always had like, you know, freshman skits or whatever. And every one of them was about me with like a (laughs) bandana on and carrying my roller, roller, uh, bag around. And I'm like, look, uh, at least I feel great, you know, I, and they can just keep it all you want, but you know, I was going to do what's best for me and carrying a heavy bag on my shoulders and my traps is not what I wanted to do. Yeah. The, it's just like those little things that, um, you know, make a difference. And especially when you get older, I think that, yeah. you know, you realize, okay, it's actually not worth it for me. You know, exactly. I don't, I don't want that at all, but, um, okay. So recovery is something that is so important to me. And I've, um, you know, been kind of, I guess my teammates would say I'm crazy recoverer or they're recovering now because they watch me recover in that way or some type of, of situation where I, yeah, I almost was like, yeah, I was like biohacking. I was trying to, I didn't even know what biohacking was, but I'd like be Googling things and they'd think I was crazy. Like trying to just be the best recoverer possible because I wanted to feel the best the next day to be able to, be my best to make the World Cup roster, to make the Olympic roster, um, and to compete on game days as fresh as, you know, I could be. And some people would probably call me crazy when it came to recovery, but how do you view recovery? How has it played a part in your career? Well, I didn't really think about it much when I was younger. Um, but a great story is um, I was not when I was younger, younger, but as I got a little bit older, I was the type of athlete that always did more, always did more than I had to. I'm like, oh, if I'm out there running like two miles after practice and no one else is, I'm going to be better than them or, you know, and that yeah. was sort of what my mentality was. So when I, when I, in, at 32, when I moved to um, Palo Alto and trained with, at Stanford, um, I was doing a lot of extra stuff and, you know, because I hadn't been in the water for seven years and I was just trying to, you know, get back into shape. And I got to practice one day and we were warming up and my coach is like, God, you, you don't look great. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It's like a Friday. And I was like, whatever. And it was Friday morning <laughs> practice. And we had an afternoon practice. We had a practice on Saturday and then we had Sunday off. And, um, he's like, tell you what, he goes, I want you to do an all out 25 as fast as you can go. And I was like, all right. So got up and did it. He's like, yeah, you're getting out. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you need to recover. I'm like, wait, what? And I said, no, I can't. And he's like, no. He goes, I want you in your place, watching movies, doing mm. nothing. I don't want to see you running on the street because he'd see me as I was like running on the street. Right. I don't want you lifting weights. You're taking off today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and I'll see you back on Monday. Wow. And I came back on Monday, and I had the best workout I've ever had. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's what recovery uh, this is. This is what you know? recovery feels yeah. like. <laughs> so so when, I, when I went to train for 2008, like my first thing was, well, I have to do like double workouts. And, um, you know, I did my first double workout and I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm going to have to recover for three days if I do two workouts. And so I think recovery was probably the biggest name in my vocabulary when I was training for 08. And, and the first lesson I learned was when I was 32 training for, you know, 2000, the 2000 Olympics is, you know, how big recovery is. And actually, you know, just because you're not doing what everyone else does is doing doesn't mean that you're not going to be the best that you can be. And so that, and it was hard mentally because I was always so used mm-hmm. to doing more than everyone else. Same, so, yeah. uh, but I had to do what was best for my body and not compare myself 
to the young kids. And that was that was probably the hardest part, not necessarily not doing this stuff, but mentally trying to get over that hump. Like, OK, am I going to be fast? Am I going to be you know strong if I'm not doing everything they're doing? But the more I recovered, the more muscle, the faster I'd be, you know, and that's sort of what I had to overcome mentally was the mental aspect of you don't have to do as much as everyone or more than everyone to be the best. Yeah, that um, so funny. It resonates so much because it's same with me, like from 20 to 32, 33, I was like, I want to do more than that person because then I'm like at all, all hours. Like yeah. I was like, I'm going to train while they sleep. And so like just getting that edge in every aspect possible yeah. um, where literally yeah like my nervous system was just i couldn't do it and i would yeah. do fitness one day and i would absolutely kill it then i would try to do a, a fitness run the next day and i couldn't even make the times i did like two weeks ago and i'm like wait i should be getting better you know yeah. and that's when i realized okay recovery um also like it is like i'm pushing too much and maybe it's different and that mental side is something that I finally got over and I, it's so funny because I took a step back from doing everything too much to like enough for me and not necessarily because of age, just because of legitimately like overworking right. and, and maybe age probably, I don't know. But um, I think that uh, the mental side was the hardest. And then all of a sudden I went into training and I was like, Oh my God, like I'm, my skills not work. Like I could, you know, my passing's great. My shooting's great. Like everything's great. Like that's something that I guess I, worked my whole life to be at and right. then it's like you just get um to a point where you know you feel great by doing less than more um okay so as okay so you're the mom in the olympics at the age of 41 did you in the back of your head were you hearing like i'm too old i can't do this i heard everything like oh my you're gosh. too old you're you know you should be home with your baby you know just all the negative stuff and the more negative stuff I heard, the more I wanted to show them that they were wrong. So every time they, I heard the negativity, it actually was fuel for me. And um, yeah, it just, it, and, and that's the thing. I'm like, okay, that's the point. That's why I'm doing this. You guys think I'm too old. I'm going to prove you guys wrong. Right. So it, it really was fuel for me when, when I would hear the negativity and try to turn it around into a positive. And then while you were at the Olympics, um, what was at 41, what was different for you when you're competing, whether it's mentally or physically? Um, you know, I, I think just the fact that I had the maturity and had been there before and knew what to expect. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that really played a big role. I mean, I remember walking in the ready room and seeing these young kids, like one was 15 and, you know, I could have been her, her parents or whatever. <laughs> and, um, one of the things I realized when I walked into that ready room right before our race was that, you know, everyone kept talking about my age and she's 41 and she's a mom, but I'm looking at these kids. I'm like, I know exactly what to expect going in here. I know how to, how to deal with the pressure and you guys are kind of screwed right now because, yeah. you know, I, I'm got the maturity, you know, key right now and you guys don't. So, mm -hmm. um, so that was like, that was big for me knowing that, you know, all the years of doing it, I knew what to expect. I think that's massive. The experience part is something that I don't think, I mean, especially in a team sport, like going to a world event, coaches don't really understand how people, especially young, you know, I feel like a lot of coaches or ever just want like, oh, the next best thing, the young one, but then they get into that situation. It's that pressure that, um, right. you know, and as, as you get older, you realize, yeah, that you're, you're in a good position mentally. Um, how have you like implemented as a mom, just being 
you know, active and taking care of your body with your daughter? Did that start from day one? Or, you know, is it something that has been tough to implement? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've had, she was in dance, she did gymnastics, she, you know, she did everything. It's just because mm-hmm. you want them to go out there, try something and see if something sticks. And I remember soccer, I had her in soccer and she was so excited and they always switch like at the, at the young age, like at five or whatever, they switch the goalie so everyone could be in goalie. She yeah. literally has one hand up here, one here on the net and she's just no. sitting there and the, the ball goes by and she looks at it and she's like, oh, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, no, you're supposed to bend down and actually try to get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. so so she's, um, it's funny, but but I, I've That's always hilarious. tried to, I know, I've always tried to implement um, exercise because I think with, you know, today's technology and everything going on, um, you know, kids can get in a rut with, with technology and, and, you know, COVID was a big example, like of having to be at home and the kids on their, you know, electronics and stuff. And so my rule with her is you have to be doing something after school. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just, you know, find something that you like and let's do it. And so she's been doing the cross in seventh grade. She was swimming before that, didn't like swimming. I didn't push her on that. She wanted to do that. And, you know, just, and, and is she going to be an Olympian? No, but does she have the exercise and, you know, learn about team skills and, and how to be, you know, a part of something and, and have, um, you know, athletic background. Yeah. So um, I was, it was very important for me to make sure that she was always doing something after school and not coming home and being on electronics. What advice would you give to parents that put their kid into a sport at, I don't know, six, seven, and they're like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. Find something else. <laughs> a, a different sport. Yeah. Yeah. Because I totally that- agree. I totally agree in the sport aspect. I think it teaches you not just, um, you know, you're not just being active. It's teaching you discipline, hard work, you know, being a teammate, yes, it teaches you so many good life qualities and characteristics. Um, but it's like, yeah, if they don't want to do that, so okay, so they don't want to do basketball, put them in soccer, they don't want to do exactly okay, find something, find something that they like that will keep them busy. And and even if it's not like an exercise thing, maybe they're more, you know, um, analytical and need something like, yeah, art or photography or just something where they're not. Um, but you know, sitting at home, but I mean, I also do believe that you need to have some sort of exercise, you know, it's good for the brain. For sure. I totally agree. Um, was there anything different about competing after having your daughter? Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing was just, you know, you have a responsibility at home. You realize that competing isn't going to be the biggest thing that you ever do in your life, but when you're young, that's what you think. Did that make you less competitive? Did you feel, cause you're like, this isn't that like end all be all. Did you feel less competitive because of it? It didn't make me feel less competitive. It made me feel less nervous. Okay. Because everyone puts their eggs all in this basket and you have something to go home to when you're done, you know, with a competition and, you know, you realize that, yeah, like athletics is the one of the biggest parts of your life, but now you have something even bigger in your life. And so it, you know, it's not to say that I wasn't nervous because I was extremely nervous, but it just puts things into perspective and it made me go out and be able to enjoy it more and not put so much pressure on myself. I love that. Like, what advice do you have for me as a mom that, you know, I'm, I'm 35 and, and just me wanting to make the World Cup team and the Olympics and people are kind of saying like, oh, you're too old. And, you know, the next generation's coming in and they're playing well and they're doing good. But do you have any advice for me for that? You know, just let them keep saying it. And just because I think you seem like a very motivated person. And I think someone saying that's going to motivate you even more to mm-hmm. show them that they're wrong. 
Yeah. You know, and so so really just trying to t- turn negative talk into positives and do it by, you know, not saying, but showing them. I love that. Um, I always ask at the end of every podcast, um, what is your mom goal for this week? <laughs> um, to get my daughter to sit through an ACT tutoring session and not be like on her phone or doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Um, I enjoyed learning about you and and hearing your story and you're such a motivation, not only for me, but for so many moms. And um, I advise everyone to read your book. Age is just a number. Oh, well, thank you. It was so nice to meet you. And I can't wait to watch like how this all ends up for you. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great conversation. Absolutely love talking to Dara. My mom goal for this week is still to pack all of my twins' things up because we're moving to New York so soon. Talk to you next week. This has been Mom Goals with Allie Long. Please like, rate, and review. Mom Goals is a gallery media group production.